Welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold conversations on what it means to honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. In this space, we embrace the complexities that are inherent in all of our experiences, welcoming in the messiness of all that we are as a pathway to knowing, embracing, and embodying the fullest expression of our soul in the human realm. We talk about leadership, embodiment, social change, psychology, spirituality, conscious business, quantum creation, politics, nature, movement and the body, relationships, building communities of true connection, and anything else that guides us deeper into leading from a place of wholeness and belonging within ourselves and with each other. Hello everyone and welcome back to Soul Bodied. This episode of the podcast is a treat because it is a guest podcast episode and it is with my dear sister Adria. This episode was actually recorded last year and it was before the two of us went to a retreat in Bali that was part of the mastermind experience that we were both in. And so even though it was recorded a couple of months ago, I didn't release it because my podcast and my business was in such a space of transition. And so I am releasing it now because the episode is chock full of value for those of you who are running a business. Adria is a message clarity coach, and I'm going to do a proper introduction to her in just a minute. Um, And so she shares so many beautiful tidbits that are very helpful for entrepreneurs who are looking to really hone in on their messaging. And this is in congruence with still what this podcast is all about, which is how do we you know, be in conscious business? How do we create a business that reflects who we really are? So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Adria is wonderful and she has such a wealth of knowledge. This podcast episode is special in that it's being released as part of this huge relaunch that I'm doing of my podcast. So you're getting seven days worth of podcast content as a way for me to celebrate this transition and as a way for you to also have the opportunity to win some amazing prizes as part of the relaunch. So as a reminder, I would love it if you could share this podcast episode, if it resonated for you and leave a review of the podcast, letting me know how the podcast is impacting you and tag me on Instagram at the Anna Kinkela. And I will share your tag and also you'll be entered to win one of these amazing prizes. So I'm so excited to see who wins. Thank you for listening and for sharing the podcast episode. And now I'm going to introduce Adria. Adria is a message clarity coach, helping women leaders tap into the message that moves them, then clearly and courageously sharing it so they can call in their people and their next level of impact. As a shy introvert turned TEDx speaker, she believes a clear message cuts through the noise without having to change who you are. She is the host of the Unforgettable podcast, creator of the Messenger Archetypes Quiz, and leads quarterly Messenger Masterminds. Her expert advice has been featured on the Huffington Post, the Fox Morning News Las Vegas, and over 40 interviews. When she's not writing on her laptop, she can be found converting her van into a mobile tiny home and having van life adventures with her guy and their Doberman Lexi. And now let's sink into this episode. 
Today, I'm so excited to have Adria DeCourt on my podcast. She is a message clarity coach, and she's one of my dear sisters. Um, we're together in a mastermind this year, so I'm really excited to have her on um, and to dive deep into her work in the world. Welcome to the podcast, Adria. Thanks, Anna. I'm so excited for this conversation today. Me too. Um, so I really, really love your work and how you show up in your business. Um, and we're going to get into like the nitty gritty of, you know, what it is you do. But I'm just really curious. I love to kind of hear everyone's story that comes on here. So I'm really wanting to just hear a little bit more about where your passion for messaging work comes from. Ooh. Oh, this is such a good question to start with. <laughs> Tell me all the things. <laughs> yeah, all the things. I know, really. So for me, I, well, for one, the communication, writing, expressive piece of it um, comes from like my deep need to use my own voice. Mm -hmm. And and to to kind of express myself in the world and my love of writing, my natural like everything flows in the direction of like words for me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's like one piece of it on a personal level. But then on a like a deeper mission level, I'm so passionate about this work because I believe in others' women's voices. And I know a lot of people say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But for me, when I think about it, um, I, I've had this like deep drive to use my voice and share while at the same time kind of being someone who's shy and more introverted. And so I've had a little bit of this internal struggle of my own through the years where it's like, I feel like I have something to say, but then there's like this inertia and like this stuff that internally that stops me from saying it. And then, but I really feel like I need to express it. And so, so I think that there's a lot of motivation in me for like this deep belief in, in the messages that are in other women who maybe feel this way, like that, that those messages are so important for us to hear. Cause I really believe that, I mean, especially in the world we're in today, that we need more women's voices, especially the women who who really feel pulled to do good in the world. And, and a lot of times what happens in, in my work and in everything that I'm seeing is, is that sometimes those people who like have this really strong motivation to do good don't always come with understanding how to share what they're doing in a way that other people get on board and other people really see the value and, and, and that, like they understand what they're really saying and they're confidently expressing it. And so I see my work as the connection piece for those women to kind of unlock their voices and step into their leadership, step into really being what I call being a messenger in the world, but not having to change who they are when they're doing it. Mm, yes. Um, I mean, you know, but I so resonate with all of that. Um, and a lot of what I do is really bringing out women's voices too, just in another way. And so I feel like our work is so kindred um, in so many different layers, but I love this piece around like you really wanting to express your voice being the, being the driving force for, you know, how you help others do that. So uh, I just love how you talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the things that, really attracts me to your work is that you are someone who is shy and introverted. And I also identify as more introverted and I work with a lot of women who are the same way. And so one of the messages that I think we receive culturally, and I think you can also feel like this internally is that, you know, can feel like maybe I can't be successful in business because I'm so introverted because to be online or have a business. Um, I think there's this message you have to be extroverted and um, be really loud so that people can hear you. Um, and so I'm just kind of curious, you know, how do you talk about this? What's your story and experience with this? What would you share as advice for people who feel this way? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so my own story around this is, um, having been someone who, when I was proposed to like, I don't know, more than a decade ago, being in that super shy place, not wanting to have eyes on me while I walked down the aisle. And so not having a real wedding and just having this little, you know, room with a justice of the peace and like five of us in the room. And, and then fast forward to getting into business, there is like this visibility component to it. And so for me, that meant like me really needed to stretch myself and explore some of those things that were like keeping me, I bet, honestly, I was scared of being seen. Mm -hmm. And, and so one of the things that was really huge for me that shifted everything was I joined this women's leadership group and we were doing public speaking training, which, you know, you can imagine is kind of like the opposite of what I wanted to do. And, but, but I was leading an event for my, for my business and I wanted to like, I wanted to do my work. I wanted to reach my people. I wanted to be able to stand up there and, you know, confidently support people. And, and, and so I did this three month, um, women's leadership group training. And, and what happened is that each time we came to the, the room for this, and it was like, I think probably eight or nine people it was pretty intimate. It's kind of like one of the things I'd like to create with my own mastermind now that like, you know, and I know that you create a really intimate container with your people too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so like each, each time we would come, I, I would get to the front of the room and I would like open my mouth and share, you know, my message or whatever my truth was. And each time it kind of got easier. And at the end of that three months, believe it or not, I was on a stage, <laughs> mic'd oh up with, you know, speaking in front of an audience of probably like 30, 40 people. And, and sharing my message. And I remember looking out in the audience and my eyes locking with this one woman who I didn't know and seeing that there were tears in her eyes and, and kind of feeling like I could see the shift happening inside of her as I was sharing my message, as I was sharing, you know, my truth and, and my own story. And, and that's the moment that things really locked into place for me, that my message was more important than that discomfort. And so that is one of the biggest tools for what I call my sensitive soul messenger archetypes. I have five messenger archetypes. And in this one we're talking about usually shows up as someone who's dominant in the sensitive soul. I am co-dominant in both that and another one, which I can talk about in a moment. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, this is one of the tools that ends up being the most powerful is reconnecting to why you care so freaking much. Mm-hmm. And remembering that your message is serving the people hearing it. And so when you don't share it, they're not having that shift that, that you could be shifting for them. You're not, you know, creating that ripple effect. And so it's not about you. And, and like remembering that can be really powerful for someone who doesn't want people to look at them, you know, mm-hmm. or feels like uncomfortable being seen in that way, that it's like in service of the message and the people and the shifts that are going to happen. Mm. Yes. I love this piece that you said, my message is more important than my discomfort. Um, that's such a powerful reminder. And I think what is something that I've noticed within myself that whenever I'm nervous of showing up or doing something, shifting the energy into the service and what kind of space I'm here to facilitate helps to take the weight off of this is about me and putting it on like this is really about me me creating an experience and a transformation for someone else. Um, yeah, that's so so beautifully stated. Thank you. Um, I love the way that, you know, you mentioned the messenger archetypes that you have, and I am so into archetypes because I, I love the energetic component and I work with energy a lot. So I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about your messaging archetypes and how that really helps people embody their unique way of speaking to their audience. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, the messenger archetypes, basically they came about from the last however many years, three or four years that I've been specifically working with women around 
their messaging and around stepping into being a messenger and all this work and leading my groups. And I noticed that there were five themes that were, that were consistently coming up, like five specific ways that, that, you know, women were being held back or that they were kind of showing up in the world and also like kind of really the superpowers that they were bringing to the table at the same time. And, and so that's kind of like, it just organically developed, like, like these are archetypes here. Um, and, and so when I brought them to life and started talking about them, it started to create a space. Like I have gotten so much response and feedback from people who have taken my messenger archetypes quiz and then gotten their results and then really identified with what their results were and felt like a sense of permission to be themselves and like that they could be visible, that they could build their business. They could be a personal brand in the face of a a movement and all these things, just who they were. And they didn't have to change anything and they could just deepen into that and like, and you'll hone some pieces that maybe are a little bit more messy about their archetype, but it's not about changing themselves. And, Mm -hmm. and so like, I feel like there's a lot of permission in that when we do that. So for example, I am, like I mentioned, I'm dominant in the sensitive soul, but I'm also dominant in the expressive. I kind of have two, um, and you know, we're all a mix of many things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so for me, um, there's been a permission for myself too, because the expressive is like very, like has a lot to say and is super passionate and like, you know, like starts to maybe like, um, has, has more of a struggle of like, what do I cut out of this? Like, I want to share it all. And, and like, can be just very, um, exuberant and talkative and like, and that's their superpower. And also the message, like the power of what they're really trying to say, the core of what they're trying to say can get lost in all the things. And, and so me identifying with that, um, kind of gives me permission to like, okay, this is what makes me amazing. (laughs) And there's some like areas I can remember to notice so that my work can be as powerful as possible. But for me, having both the sensitive soul and the expressive has been like being able to identify that I have both of those helps me look back and see where and how I've been showing up. I've, there's been a little conflict between the two of like my shyness Mm-hmm. And then my expressiveness and like wanting to like be out there and say all these things and being super passionate, but then like pulling back. And, and so I think that kind of knowing your landscape in that way mm-hmm. can just give a lot of permission to be and, and can start to develop like a broader, um, I guess, tapestry, if you want to say that, of, mm-hmm. of who we're seeing as messengers. Like they, mm-hmm. they don't have to be the specific way. Like you were mentioning, they don't have to be the extrovert or the disruptor or the person who's like louder online that they can be a lot of different types of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this um, because um, most entrepreneurs get into this game of comparison. We try to like look at people who are already successful in business and we see how they show up online. And then I think whether consciously or unconsciously, there can be a lot of replication that happens in that space. Like, oh, maybe if I show up like her, um, I can, you know, have this kind of result in my business. But what you're doing is you're actually saying, no, um, who you are is perfect. And there's a way for you to hone in this energy and show up as yourself and have success. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, um, so I'm, I've just finished um, enrolling for my messenger mastermind for fall and pretty much all the women in it are (laughs) the sensitive soul dominant. They also have other archetypes within that. Um, Mm -hmm. But one of the things I've noticed, yeah, is that especially people who are the sensitive soul or who have kind of like that shyness or introvertedness will tend to feel like they can't show up in, in, as a leader in our world, like, like that, that that's not what a leader looks like because exactly like what you said, like they're looking at all these role models of how other people are doing this. And they're like, well, I don't look like them or I don't act like them, or I don't feel that like I can do that. And that feels like actually a huge output of energy. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's been really interesting as I talk more and more this year about being an introvert and being shy and being sensitive that, that 
people who feel that way are also coming to me. And so it's just interesting that the more you start to embrace, or at least in my experience, the more you're embracing who you are and who you are as a leader, mm-hmm. the more it's like a call to the people who resonate with that to come to you. Yes. Like attracts, like the more you embody your own energy, you become that like super attractor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I, I always love, I, I, I mean, for those of you who are listening, Anna and I have been in sister's circle this year and I just always love, <laughs> I always love your guidance and like your inspired shares from and reflections to me of things that I say. Like, I just really, really appreciate that about you. Mm, thank you, Adria. Likewise. I love having you in my sister circle. Uh, so much sister love. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, I think we've touched on like visibility and, you know, showing yourself to the world. And what I'm really curious about is just this relationship between being visible and then also your messaging. Do you need to have both? Like how, how do you see that um, working together or not working together um, to really grow your business and attract ideal clients? Ooh, yes, this is good. (laughs) 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 So yeah, there's, such a connection. And, and actually one of the things that I have a deep belief around because I've seen it over and over again is that doing things to increase your visibility before being clear on what your message is and kind of feeling confident in your messaging um, can end up being like a lot of work or a lot of busy work without the results you're looking for because the messaging is what makes all the visibility tools work. Mm. And, and so if you aren't first kind of clear on what you stand for, what your bigger, you know, purpose in the world is, how your work fits into that, how you communicate that value so that people are like getting on board, like a deeper level of clarity on who your people even are so that when you speak, they really feel like you're speaking to them. When you don't first have those pieces, then you could, you know, be interviewed on a bunch of podcasts or you could um, go do talks in front of, you know, really large groups, or you could spend, you know, gazillion hours a week writing posts for social media, and then they don't connect and they don't land and people don't engage. I, like I was just, um, I've been having enrollment conversations for the mastermind and, and one of the women who I actually ended up doing a hot seat in my last message clarity challenge with her. Um, she was like having this question around, how do I get more engagement and more followers on Instagram? And when we started exploring it, we realized that the real question was in, was what is my thing that I really deeply stand for and like feel strongly about maybe even that I'm scared to say, or that I'm worried people won't want to hear. And, and like, it was really more of a conversation about like how can I step into being a messenger than it was about like, what are the strategies that I can use? And so I, I feel like, um, your message is almost your visibility. Mm-hmm. Like they're so connected because it's like what allows other people to resonate and to want to share about what you're doing and for it, like it to land and them to stay with you and, and, you know, want to be on this journey with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with that because one of the things I tend to see quite often is people are so focused on followers and um, getting all these views on their videos, and that's fine. You know, I think that that's part of the process, but that maybe there's not enough energy being put into like, who am I really, and how am I showing up really, and what am I really here to do in the world? Because um, that's where really people understand the value of working with you when you can communicate that really well. So I really appreciate the work that you do because I know for myself, something that keeps happening for me that as I progress in my business, as I progress in my leadership and I kind of rise to this next energetic level, my messaging is changing with me changing and me essentially revealing more of who I am to myself. And I see how my messaging kind of moves with me. So 
I just like see this messaging as a journey. Like it's always evolving as we're evolving and revealing more of our truth and who we really are. Yes. Oh, I It's always evolving. I know I just, I do um, what I call a, a message reset, like at least once a year, maybe twice a year on my own work in messaging. And honestly, it's just always evolving because like you said, we we're people who are committed to our own growth. And so as we're growing, like it makes complete sense for how we're showing up and what we're saying. And and what really resonates with us and feels aligned to also be evolving. Mm, yes. Oh. So basically y'all need to work with Adria if you have <laughs> evolved a lot as a person in the last couple months, year, whatever, because um, <laughs> she'll help you evolve the next level of your messaging. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, so I know that we've talked um, about you know, you being an introverted person and, you know, showing up in the world and really sharing vulnerably and being who you really are. Um, is there, you've had, you know, based on the story that you've been talked about, about getting up on stage and being in front of hundreds of people and pushing yourself to do public speaking, even though it was terrifying. I mean, how do you really practice showing up that way? You know, how do you do that within yourself? What, what are things that help to, um, to make you courageous and brave and and step out into the world that way? Mm, Right. Yeah. Because you don't have to, like when I talk about that journey and usually, you know, I end at the fact that I, that a year after that talk, I was, I was sharing where I was you know, locking eyes of the woman in the crowd. I was doing a TEDx talk on stage, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to be, yeah, but you don't have to be doing that. You don't have to have that as your goal to be showing up as a messenger and as a leader in your industry and in your field. Um, and for the people who need to hear it. Right. And so, so I feel like some of the practices for me for showing up as an introvert, um, have been like one of the main things has been compassion for my voice. Mm. This, this sense that no matter what my voice sounds like, feels like that day, whether I'm feeling a little bit more loud (laughs) and a little bit more like upbeats or, or kind of like fun. And that's how I used to think that I always needed to show up um, an energy I needed to put on or whether I'm feeling a little bit more muted and a little bit softer and more tender and gentle, like it's fine. It's all me. And, and I can start to lean into compassion for whatever that looks like, because I used to judge it. I used to judge, like, there's a certain way I need to show up as a leader and as a business owner. And if I was hitting record on a video or on my podcast, I would bring that energy. And, and it's very interesting because I had a long time listener because I had my podcast for like mm-hmm. four and a half years or so. So I had a listener who's kind of been there for like a lot of that time and has heard me through, through that evolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she wrote to me this year, she was like, I hadn't listened to your podcast in a little while. And I went back and started listening to it again. And I was just like, um, I was just blown away at the shift in your energy. And I didn't even realize that there had been anything different before. But now that I heard that, like, I can just tell you just feel more like yourself and more real and like, just, and, and so it's really interesting that reflection, like people can feel that from you too. Mm-hmm. And, and so I feel like that's like that compassion for your voice is my number one tool and, and, and tapping into you know, my, my message being greater than my discomfort that helps with things like vulnerability hangovers after I post something that maybe felt like a little bit personal or a little bit, you know, like it might stir the pot. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really just continuing to deepen into my own message and my own messaging and, and what I'm saying, um, have been really big things. And just on a personal note, um, like 
being able to give myself a lot of space, like mm. knowing that I'm someone who needs a lot of space to recharge, needs some private time, uh, needs things to be quiet, <laughs> you know, mm. like, like identifying what things drain me. And that includes what type of work with clients drain me. As you know, I've been like doing a lot of work this year of like shifting my services. So they feel really, really good to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like all those pieces are huge parts of what it means to keep showing up as an introvert. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love all of those suggestions. Those are so powerful. Um, I think one of the things that gets highlighted for me as you're talking is really the power of just taking action as a necessary part of embodiment um, that inevitably we're all going to start out sharing our message imperfectly um, you know being imperfect on stages or on podcasts or on videos or however we're showing up but that really it's the process of showing up regardless that helps to part of what helps to move the energy and the direction of more embodiment within ourselves and what we're here to do. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm, the energy. And, and it's, and I want to say something about that. If yeah. I can. Um, because I feel like a lot of times people come to me and they, they think that my word is about, my work is about wordsmithing. Mm. <laughs> and so, because, you know, I do a lot, of, I do, um, some copywriting work and some actual written messaging and I help people hone things in my mastermind. And so there's definitely like the words are important. There's a huge element of that, but there's an energetic component that a lot of times people don't think about. And I know that's like a huge part of your work. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's like, that's just as important as the words, maybe more important. And a lot of times the work that I'm doing actually helps the energetic part. Yeah. where even though we're working on clarity around people's message or clarity on who their people really are, we're really working on their connection to their message and their connection to their people and, and that sense of like knowing in themselves and, mm -hmm. and, and deeper purpose. Like there's like a very internal piece that naturally goes along with this work that, mm -hmm. that like, if you have that feeling your words can be a little messy <laughs> mm -hmm. and, it, and it can still come across in a really powerful way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, as you were talking, one of the things that came up for me is like the power of really working with a coach that can see you and that can help you shape your messaging or like reflect back your energy to you because um, there's such power in being seen and witnessed and being in these kinds of containers that can reflect back something that you essentially know, but there's a different level of awareness or like some energetic shift that happens when um, either you're like wordsmithing something for someone and reflecting back what they're saying um, that is just like so powerful that helps to kind of unlock another energetic space within someone. At least that's what I've seen within myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yes. Yes. Um, so one of the things that you brought up, I think was just like your own personal leadership. And, um, I love hearing from guests on the podcast about, you know, personal leadership challenges that they've themselves had this year and how you've navigated through that and what takeaways you've had from that personal leadership challenge. Mm, good question. Oh my goodness. So I would say the thing that's coming to mind for me is, is this year, uh, well, definitely some of the pieces I've talked about of like this year, I've really stepped into, to owning my inner introvert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's been a huge thing of like, okay, how do I show up in this way? Having compassion for my voice and, and like, what does it look like to be an introvert showing up in the world and speaking um, to my message and like leading people. And, and so that's been definitely one, but I feel like there's another, um, which I don't know if this is completely in the leadership definition, but I, this year has been, and honestly, the last few years, um, in different evolutions have, I've been really doing a lot of fine tuning in the work I'm actually doing with clients 
and, mm-hmm. and like what, how that's structured so that I'm energized and I'm not getting drained where I don't have the energy left to show up and to give and to run my challenges or run my groups or, you know, do record podcast episodes and all those things that like mean so much to me to support my message getting out. So, so yeah, the, the this year, cause last year I did some shifts and then this year, I remember you, so you were there when <laughs> we were at a retreat, um, in April and there was a moment where I was kind of called to make a commitment to myself to no longer do long-term one-on-one coaching with clients mm. and, and really make a commitment to making my group container be my main deal <laughs> because that's where I feel lit up and I love and, and recognizing that, that I actually, with that intimate container, I can actually do a lot more powerful work. It's just like how it's just the way I work. Like other people one-on-one is amazing. And, and that's like their, their channel and, and the way they can support people best. But for me, recognizing the group is what fuels me and where I do my best work. Yeah. And, and so releasing the one-on-one because it was draining me and I hadn't found the way for it to not mm-hmm. and restructuring that one-on-one so that since I'm a writer and I love, like, it's just natural. It flows. It feels good. And I have a gift with it and, and honing and editing and like really the message clarity piece of being able to see what's, um, the threads that are being tied together in someone's work where they're, they're like, you know, um, I do a lot of copywriting now for people's summits if they're leading summits. And so like, how to, when they're not even quite sure yet, like what this is really about, how to like tie all those threads together, or if they like, they have it, but it's still a little blurry, how to like hone it. And so I recognize those are the things that really excite me and that I'm really good at and that don't drain me. They actually energize me. And so one of the things I did this year was like, how do I shift my work to doing that? How do I, you know, claim <laughs> copywriting as part of one of my skills, but not really copywriting, like reframe it in my own way. Cause it's really messaging, mm-hmm. but you get the done for you component. And, and so, yeah, so I feel like that's been a big leadership challenge for me this year because the way I was doing things before were like really draining my energy and I didn't feel like I had a lot to give. And so this, I would say I've recognized this past month, especially that I feel like I finally am at a space where, um, you know, I've been enrolling my mastermind. I led my challenge. I have private, um, client right now that I'm doing a copy for her summit and for her upcoming course and like those kinds of things. So I like have those pieces and yet I have extra energy to give to friends. Like, I feel like I'm able to be more responsive and show up more and, and I'm able to like reply more to comments on Instagram or like reach out to people. And, and so I feel like that's a really big piece in all of this is like, how are you setting things up so that you have the energy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the, the good juicy energy <laughs> that feels good and sustainable, um, to keep being a messenger in the world. Mm, yes. Um, and just as a, you know, external reflection, seeing you go through that process starting in April. Um, you know, I know that it was really scary for you to let go of the one-on-one, um, because it's definitely one of the things in the coaching world. That's like, you have to have one-on-one, um, for lots of different reasons, because it's like a good income generator and like all of this stuff. Um, but one of the things that I've seen through the process with you is there was a lot of fear there, but you let it go and you listen to yourself. And, you know, I've seen so much expansion in your business too, in how you feel about your business and also like the people who are coming into your space. So that's like such a testament to the power of really owning what feels good for us in business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there is definitely fear, especially, you know, when in the past, my one-on-one work has been the main part of my income in my business. Yeah. And, and so 
in a way, I guess I still sort of have one-on-one, but I totally transformed it into more like messaging intensives and short-term and this like more written done for you connection between message clarity coaching and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, definitely. Like, it's not like you wave a magic wand and then like things are changed. (laughs) Right. It's like moving through, um, and definitely I've had some emotional roller coasters in the past several months. I mean, I think I always do. It's just, I'm sensitive. And I think entrepreneurship is an emotional business. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, I like, I thanks for pointing that out and acknowledging that, that there's like, there's been a whole journey in doing that, like an internal journey. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, alignment, I think is really scary um, because alignment essentially means you're honoring your own unique energy um, and structuring your business in a way that maybe no one else's business is structured. So it's almost like you're paving a new pathway that's never been tested. And like, that's where the sweet spot always is. So I just really honor you for listening to what, what, truly resonates for you and your business. It's such a, it was a beautiful process to witness and um, seeing you, you know, sitting in this space of like power and like seeing an empress on a throne, just really um, existing in your, in your, what they call zone of genius, but in your embodiment is another way of saying it. Mm, thank you. I'm so grateful that you've been there through this whole process. Mm, me too. Um, so one of the one of the last things that I just want to talk about and explore with you um, is about your van life because I've been <laughs> the I've been stuff. a lot the fun stuff yeah because um, I've been watching your stories on you buying a van and you know turning it into the little like you know home that. Um, you and your partner are turning it into. And so I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about that story and your inspiration for doing that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the van life has definitely been something that me and my partner, Steve, have been talking about for like probably two years before we actually bought a van, (laughs) like dreaming into and like watching like influencers on Instagram and YouTube, watching videos and looking at layouts and like, what would it look like? And, and in the beginning, it was really this way to add life, like life force, I guess, energy, excitement into my life. And honestly, into my business. Mm -hmm. Like I, when we first started looking at it, I was feeling really drained and burnt out of my business. And it was one of the ways that I started getting excited again. And it's like, I find that having things like that, it's like a creative channel back to my business Mm. where, where it's like having something to be excited about. Like, yeah, it creates that expansion and that, that, that openness where then I feel more creative and then my business does better. And, and so this year we finally, it's so funny, like some of my friends who kind of had heard me talk about it for a while. And then I actually bought a van and they were like, whoa, wait, where'd that come from? (laughs) We, um, we had just been talking about it and then just exploring, like looking at vans. And then suddenly we were, you know, on this little road trip. We live in Las Vegas in Nevada. So we were on this road trip into Utah, which is a bordering state. And, and we, and we just like looked at a dealership on our way home and then ended up buying a van. And, and we're very like practical, you know, um, thought out people, you know, we're not really like, well, we're free spirits in that we like want to do our own thing and like be outside the box and, and, you know, live a different way. But, but we're also pretty like, we usually wouldn't make a purchase like that on the spur of the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so the, like, but, but in that moment where I was like that same fear of like taking away long-term one-on-one, you know, came up and, and I was like, is this irresponsible? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Is this okay to do? And what I recognized for myself is like the times that I move in the direction of something that is like really excited and kind of charged for me are the times where things start shifting in my life. 
in, mm-hmm. in a really positive way. And so that's what allowed me like a Virgo who's Capricorn moon to <laughs> take the step into it. And, and so it's been really fun because yeah, we basically, for people who aren't familiar with this whole man life movement, that feels like it's really taken fire. It's everywhere. everywhere. Um, like we basically, we bought, um, a high top van stand in it and we're converting it into a tiny home on wheels. And for us, since my partner has a nine to five, that's like very location dependent and he can't be like full-time traveling, we're using it right now for like weekends, weekend getaways and stuff, but it would be cool to do um, some full-time, you know, exploring places. Mm-hmm. But we, um, so right now we're converting it. So we're in the conversion phase where we like literally just put in a window over this past weekend, which cutting a hole in something that you paid that much money for is like pretty scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, we're building the whole thing, like the walls, the floors, the ceiling, the electrical, the solar panels, uh, plumbing for like, uh, indoor shower, um, and sink in the kitchen, mm. like the bed like just everything. Um, and it's really exciting. It just like, we've, we have, we're not waiting until it's done before we have the adventures. So we've been getting out like kind of almost every weekend, the last couple of months we've had the van to like just different nature places and just lounging in it, or maybe sleeping overnight on an air mattress in it. And, mm-hmm. and it just like, I don't know, it just adds like excitement mm-hmm. <laughs> into the light, like just like moves things along a little bit. Like I was I was actually thinking about it and kind of relating it to you moving to Costa Rica mm-hmm. and and kind of like that travel and your own journey and like these these things that we do and we just feel the pull that that create ripple effects in the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean the way that you talked about it I think is perfect which is that you know your soul is thirsting for something and it might not be anything business related it's you know something that just like makes you feel good that you know, runs a little bit of like adventure into your life, whatever your core desires are. And you just following that, whatever it is, really opens up a ton of channels, um, energetically and otherwise, and um, just makes your life all that more delicious, which is how we thrive, right? When our life is delicious, not when we're sitting behind a computer and typing all day. So um, (laughs) yes. I love your van life and I love the process of just watching you both um, nest in it, create home in it. Because I think that that's also just a powerful process in and of itself is creating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. Um, I'm wondering if there's any other, you know, message, anything else that you want to talk about as it relates to messaging, anything you feel like people really need to hear. Um, and you know, I'd love for you to share also if there's anything exciting that you have launching, anything that you want the listeners to check out, um, take action on from this episode. I'd love to hear. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I guess I'd really want to leave you who are listening <laughs> to this with is, is really just a remembering that whoever you are, however you are, that you, if you feel like this calling that you have a message to share with the world and that you have work that's important to do in the world and this, the sense of wanting to make the world, like leave the world a better place <laughs> like with your work, then there's nothing else you need to change. Like you don't need to change anything about yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really just finding the ways you can step into who you already are and, and clarify like all those pieces we've been talking about of who, who your people are, what you stand for, what they really desire, how you're connecting all of this together. Just do that. Those clarity pieces. Cause there's such like confidence that comes from that clarity, confidence to stand up and share and, and to be seen and to be heard and to create that ripple effect. And, and really it all just starts there. And so that's my real call to you who are listening. If you're feeling this pull from what we're saying and 
And a couple of things I have that can support you in that one is you can go figure out or find out what your messenger archetype is. That is a great place to start because, um, that's where you start to like lean into what your superpowers are as a leader and as a messenger and also where the places are that maybe you can like hone and fine tune to make what's landing or make what's kind of coming out more powerful and land. So if there's part like pieces where you've been a little bit like, Ooh, how come this isn't, you know, landing for people the way I wanted it to, the clues can be in your archetype. So you can do that over at messengerquiz.com. And one of the cool things is when you sign up for that, then you will also get notified when I run my next message clarity challenge in 2020, (laughs) which is another powerful thing coming. Um, And another tool that I've got is my podcast. It's called Unforgettable. You can find it on your podcast app, or you can go to unforgettablepodcast.com. And I have weekly episodes where I'm having all these types of conversations we talked about today in, you know, deepening how you're showing up as a messenger and also the nitty gritty of, you know, how do you hone what you're saying? Like troubleshooting some things that don't feel like they're landing and hot seats with people just so you can see like what it really looks like to get this deep level of clarity we're talking about, um, questions to ask you, like all those kinds of things and tools are on my podcast. That is my favorite place and resource. And, and then if you want to connect with me, um, I love hearing from listeners over on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Adria Decourt, A-D-R-I-A-D-E-C-O-R-T-E. And I would love to hear from you and, and hear your insights from this conversation. Thank you so much, Adria. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Um, I loved our conversation. Mm, Me too. Thank you, Anna. I'm so grateful to be on today and for you to share me with your people and and to to have these really, really good, important conversations with you. Mm, Thank you. Love you, sister. Love you.